Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 10 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a geeky mom. I've been a geeky mom for a long time. I've been a mom for six years. I'm joined by fellow mom, Regina McMenemy, who has also been a mom, well, not a mom for six years, but a mom for four years. Yes. And a geek probably most of her life. Like yes. Me. Undoubtedly. Yes. <laughs> oh, and Regina is head geek at the Geek Embassy. She has everything up. I write about Game of Thrones every other week. So Yay. I make a, I make a mm-hmm. contribution, but I don't know, don't do nearly as much as uh, Regina does. Um, <laughs> then we're joined by our resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. And he's the father of three kids and I assume has been a geek all his life as well. So geeky dad. Yes. I am in fact a geeky dad. I think I could have been classified as a geek for all of my life. Although I think for part of it, I was probably a dork. Um, (laughs) And I probably moved into like a different level now that I LARP. So like, it's different. (laughs) Um, I I think LARPing hits a certain like, um, a certain depth of geekdom. Like once you put on (laughs) elf ears and cry in the woods over a character that never existed. Yeah. Like I think. Hit a depth. There's a depth there. Is yes, it maybe yeah. is it maybe like there's a ranking system within nerd? So like it's almost like World of Warcraft, right? Like or maybe Dungeons and Dragons, right? Like there's prestige classes. Like I've clearly yes. I've clearly done that. Like yes. I've clearly done that. We don't know exactly where we're at, but I did it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it's where like dork and geek merge. Mm. Like I have geek was well, dork was dork is the socially inept, right? Isn't that like in the hierarchy yeah. of it? Like, I mean, I'm definitely like, in there. I mean, you guys talk right. to me, so you guys know that I'm that socially inept is like my middle name. Um, <laughs> and if you ask anybody that asks my wife, I should get her a tweet, a Twitter, just so she can answer questions about me. Um, I think that would actually be really funny. It would just be like EFG's wife, and so people can be like, "I'm sorry," and then just like tweet at her a lot. Um, right. And she would just have some of the funniest answers. Um, I, I have friends who have a um, Anderly says Twitter, which is like quotes that she says. So like two of her friends, her husband and her a friend of hers, like things that she says. So like mm-hmm. it's just Anderly says is the Twitter account. And so it's like these random quotes, totally out of context, you know, for, you know, just wild nerdy things that she says. And so, you know, it could be. It could be a thing. It could. So, like yeah, your, it would be funny. Uh, like your candy bar reviews. Right. Be a thing. I'm up to three. I'm up to three of them. I have to post them on my YouTube channel. It's way hard. I can't, I'm going to have to start not doing them on Facebook Live because it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. I'm going to figure out a way. But I'm going to figure is, out a yeah. way. I might just do them on YouTube. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, school ended, at least for yeah, my, my daughter. Like. Mm-hmm. Not this past week, but the week before. And it was funny, you know, she finished kindergarten. I was like, I'm just going to be a mess. I'm going to be like, I was trying to work myself up to how I was going to handle not crying. And I was fine until I went to say bye to her teacher and her teacher was crying. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, I I was doing so well. Oh man! Uh, well, there's uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way to get away from it. <laughs> so summertime is kind of a weird schedule thing, uh, at least for me, because even before she was in kindergarten, she went to um, like a daycare three days a week. So I've never had this have her be home 
all the time for an entire week. So that's, that's, it's been a challenge because when she was gone was always my game playing days. And now I don't really have game playing days, which kind of throws things for a loop when you're trying to talk about games and uh, you know, I still, I haven't touched Detroit since she's been home from school, which is very disappointing. I'm kind of limited to mobile games, which we're going to talk about a little later because um, I have thoughts there. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, so uh, so how about you guys? Um, summer break. Is it a nightmare for you, Stephen, every year? Or no? I mean, well, it's different. It, 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 recently, they've all been very different. Um mm. So this is the first summer where my wife has been out of the house for the summer because mm. she's working full time now. Um, last summer she was closing the daycare um, and right. she was actually around um, until like the last couple of weeks. Um, but so the the kids are going to a uh, like a summer studies program at the school that she works at, which was mm-hmm. remarkably cheap because of an employee discount. It's cool. It's like four hours a day. Um, and they actually go to classes like my mm. middle son is taking a cartooning class and my daughter is taking like an animal care class and, you know, neat stuff. They're like changing classes on a bell schedule and stuff like that, which I actually think is kind of useful for my daughter to get used to. Um, yeah. And they're all doing fun stuff and, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's summer stuff. What's funny about it is it's called summer studies. And my wife um because she doesn't think about the, these things um, referred to it in front of many people as summer school. Oh. <laughs> and our oldest that has a certain connotation. Yeah. yeah. My <laughs> oldest was like, mom, mom, I, I, I was in the honors program. I'm not in summer school. It's, <laughs> it's camp. It's just day camp at your school. And so we have slowly broken her of the habit. Like she just didn't think about it. Cause to her, she's like, Oh, it's school in the summer. You know, yeah. of course, everyone that knows my children knows that they're not going to summer school, but like they were, you know, Megan didn't care, but like, you know, Evan and Jake were like, what the heck? And I was like <laughs> offended on their behalf. Also, um, <laughs> maybe a little more offended than I should have been because I thought it was hilarious that my wife just couldn't get it right. Um, but she, <laughs> but now we got it. And so they go and they love it. The only downside is uh, starting, this Sunday, they start two weeks of camp. They go to Silver Lake, which is a church camp that they go to that I've been going, that my family's been going to since the 60s. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, we have a pretty big uh, history there. I was on staff there for a couple of summers, um, which uh, being on staff at a church camp is an interesting, um, <laughs> it's an interesting, you, we'll just keep that offline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it was a, well, I mean, you know, I. Uh, <laughs> I met my I met my uh, ex fiance there. That was very interesting. Um, so, yeah, um, she and I are still really close, uh, but not like that. Um, so, um, but so my kids go there and then they come back and they're home for twenty four hours. The boys are and they're back for twenty four hours and then they go to Boy Scout camp. So um, this year it's backwards. Last year they went to Boy Scout camp, which is super roughing it, and then they went to like the real cushy, you know, with like cabins and stuff. And now they're doing it backwards, and I think it's gonna make it's gonna be real tough on them um yeah silver lake is not real camp you know it's camp but like you know whatever boy scout camp is like you know roughing it so they'll have fun it'll be fine um and maggie she gets two weeks of just being the only kid Mm. which she loves i I bet yeah i bet (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
Todd Howard, who is, I don't know what he's called, game director, creative director, something like he's that. the <laughs> big man in charge of Bethesda, Bethesda. Games. Bethesda, yes. Um, Scott asked if Fallout 76 was going to have cross-platform play, and the answer is no. And Todd said because, I quote, Sony is not as helpful as everyone would like. <laughs> I mean... Only he, like someone at his level, could get away with coming out and saying <laughs> right. that. Right. Um, some yeah. super level shade. Right yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, it's an issue that everybody's been talking about and that Sony is not allowing any crossplay uh, from the Switch to the PS4. Um, although it's funny, like Microsoft and Nintendo are being like, buddy buddies um, <laughs> about because, this cross console. Because they, because they need to be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. it really comes down to the fact that somebody doesn't care. They're winning, yeah. and this is yeah. not the status quo. Like, it's not, and realistically, like, it, I mean, just whatever. I I think the whole thing, the cross play, like the need to play, like Xbox and PlayStation, mm-hmm. like that's never been a thing. Like, if you want, like, I I don't I don't know. It, mm. it, I, I I don't see any reason why Sony will do it. Show someone. No one has given me a real reason why Sony must, other than to get people to be quiet. And admittedly, mm. there is a value in getting people to be quiet because every yeah. time a game comes out that's big in multiplayer, the question is going to be: Are they going to allow cross-platform play? And the answer is always going to be no until Sony figures it out. But no one's given me a real good reason why they why they benefit from it. They mm. gain nothing from this. Really? Well, I mean. I, I mean, I would say platform-specific sales. Like, if something is multi-platform and people know that they can't do cross-play and that's something that they want, which, granted, might be a very limited audience, then they're not going to buy for that platform. They'll buy for one of the others. Now, whether, how that will impact, so who knows? Um, but I think it has the potential to have a little bit of an impact there. Um, but it's been issue. I mean, it's been more of a vocal issue lately. Like it was never a big deal. Like even a year ago, this whole cross-platform. That's about when it started because the, the whole deal started with Rocket League because people wanted to play cross-platform on that, and that's when the whole kind of um, let me say controversy, but the whole issue came up was over Rocket League. And now, since more and more games are doing that, that's why it's coming out again. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Sony, you know. They don't have to. I just find it very hilarious. Like lots of people are talking and saying things and then you get a really important person <laughs> from a yeah. really big game developer come out and say Sony sucks, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if like Psyonix says something, right? I mean, they're cool. Yeah. Or if like a Fortnite dev comes out and tweets something or if Greg Miller goes bananas because he put out a tweet that, you know, about Fortnite that got a bunch of traction. It was even picked up, I think, by some mainstream news outlets and whatever. But like when Todd Howard does it, like Todd Howard yeah. is, I mean, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong. He's one of, I think he's one of the pillars of the game development community. Like he is, mm, at this you point, know, yeah. he's, a, he's huge. I mean, he's super important. Um, so for him to throw that level of shade, first off, he can get away with it. No, yeah. no one at Shuhei Yoshida is not going to be calling Todd Howard and being like, bro, can you not? Right. He, because he'll just be like, I'll do whatever I want. You know? I mean, because what <laughs> yeah, are you going to do? What are you going to do? Censure Bethesda games on PlayStation? Like, <laughs> right. Bethesda just prints money for everybody that, like, so, I don't know. I, I, I It was beautiful. I still don't <laughs> think Sony will do it. 
unless they want to shut people up. But speaking of the Nintendo Microsoft Love Fest, did you see the Minecraft, Minecraft. Special Edition 2DS? Yes, yes. Yo. I did. <laughs> Never in my life. Think about this. This is the equivalent. This really is the equivalent of having like a Master Chief helmet GameCube. Like, right. This is yeah. Microsoft Minecraft is a first party Microsoft product and they yes. made a special edition Nintendo handheld with a Microsoft guy on it. Like it just I saw it and it, hit, it hit me at first I was like oh cute. But then I was yes. like this is monumental. Yeah. Because it's one thing oh, they're putting they're putting Minecraft on Nintendo. Not really a big deal, right? Like they're publishing it, yeah. but they bought the game after it was a phenomenon. So it makes sense mm-hmm. that they wouldn't shut it down and it prints yeah. money. So I, but to make a special edition console, that had to have required teamwork. And like that's mm-hmm. Nintendo didn't just make that. Somebody at Microsoft yeah. okayed it and helped with the mm-hmm. sculpts. And I am just stunned when I like once I re- once the ramifications rolled over me, it was like thunder. You know what I mean? It's like the flash <laughs> and then just the and I I, I, I need one. Yeah. I want one. <laughs> and I, I think literally, guys, if you're listening and you're a collector, get your hands on one, put it in a lockbox. This is one of those yeah. things. Put it in. Don't use it. Like this is this is a piece of gaming history that might never happen again. Right? Like, could you imagine yeah. like a special edition Minecraft Switch? Probably not. Right. Yeah. But, like, so this is going to be weird. Get it. Or it could be like the first and have uh, the type of thing that sort of changes in the industry. Who knows? At which right. point? At which point it'll be? A, at which point it'll be a brand new inbox 2ds and you can just sell it for value? I mean, I don't think <laughs> you're losing much if you have the money yeah. to buy collector stuff. It looks cool too. Yeah, you know? I saw like, a picture of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It looks cool. I. I, I I'm. I thought about it, but then I was like, <laughs> "We don't need more 2DSs. We really don't." And I would just have to fight with my children over it. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> I mean, you know, I would. You guys yes. know I would, and we have to yes. save up for another Switch anyway. So I was like, "Yeah, right." Fine. Yeah. Um. So, but in other Bethesda news, which I think this is kind of like the Todd Howard thing was super Ridiculous. cool. This other thing of Bethesda not so cool. Um, so they sued uh, Warner Brothers, uh, who just published the Westworld mobile game. They sued them, saying that it was a, and I quote, blatant ripoff of Fallout Shelter. Just not true. Anyone who has actually played both of those games knows that it's not true. If you look at a screenshot of Westworld and you see rooms underground, then I could see like, hey, someone sees that screen. Yeah, that totally looks out. Fall- looks like Fallout Shelter. But if you play it, and uh, sorry, Bethesda, but Westworld is, has a lot more depth. <laughs> it has a lot, lot more depth than Fallout Shelter does. So yep. they're totally not the okay. same game. It's um, I've been really enjoying the Westworld game. I don't know if it's because I like Westworld, but I've been having a lot of fun with it. The art style is is really funny. They've got you're talking to some of the real characters will pop up giving you messages and stuff. And one thing I was really impressed with is whoever is writing Ford's dialogue is doing a fantastic job because as I'm reading it, I absolutely hear Anthony Hopkins saying it. As oh, I'm that's reading awesome. It. Yeah. And some of the other characters, it's like, it could be, you know, whatever, but whoever's writing Ford is doing it so well that it, it's completely, yeah, it's completely yeah. on character there. So, um, but I really, really like this game. I really recommend it. It's funny because they had this. Um, so what, what you do in it is you have 
uh, you're called running the park and you're collecting hosts that you set up in specific interactions with guests based on what they want. So if someone wants a romantic interaction, you give them a host that's good in romance and things of that nature. So, but the hosts have different levels. You level them up. They start you off by giving you Teddy. So there are some of the main characters that you can get as hosts. So mm-hmm. they, they give you Teddy right off the bat. Um, but they've been having these events. So you go and you, um, you earn the code fragments is what they're called pieces to build the other big characters. And so they just had an event that gave you um, code fragments for called her death bringer Dolores. (laughs) (laughs) And the art was the funniest thing in the world. Oh my God. She's got this like angry, like face going on. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, well, I have to share. I have to share a shameless plug because Tahani did um, your favorite thing sucks um, Bethesda edition. Oh, right, right. Yeah, um, a couple weeks ago, and so she posted on her Facebook timeline um, a meme from uh, the Facebook page Nerds Raging um, okay. that has a, a clip of an article about Bethesda suing Warner, yeah. um, and one of the things is that the allegation. Um, is that Westworld contains the same bugs as Fallout Shelter did when it was right. first launched. So essentially, yeah. they're pointing out like um, uh, the problems that the code originally had. And so the meme yeah. says, you know, Bethesda identifying stolen code by the bugs in it is the most perfectly Bethesda thing to ever have happened. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. So I just had to bring that up because it just cracked yeah. me up when I saw that. I'm like, oh, yeah, so I know. Isaac, Isaac is the one who told me about this in the first place because I was playing the Westworld game and he's like, oh, hey, did you know that mm-hmm. Bethesda sued? Like, I didn't even realize it was the same developer because you don't see that developer's name on Fallout Shelter anywhere. Mm-hmm. Bethesda, right. by giving credit to uh, people right. who are working yeah. on your games. Yeah. You do see the, 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 the development team's logo is right there with Warner Brothers on the right. launch screen. Um, but he told me that thing about the way that they discovered it was that that had the same bugs. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I said, copyrighted code, I have no clue. I like, I even asked Isaac, I'm like, is code something you can copyright? And I got a really long explanation that I still don't quite understand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that was the case for like Mark Zuckerberg's first lawsuit was right right yeah from the first guys that had the basic idea for facebook so i think there is precedent for it but um yeah it's just kind of like uh, yeah i just made myself look really stupid and how little i actually know about what my husband does for well i i am in the same boat (laughs) i i can reach with you right here because he's explained to me multiple times what he does and what thing like i understand the basics of the jargon like i can understand the basic definitions of what he's trying to explain to me. But if you want to ask me point blank what it actually is that he does, I can tell you what the screens look like because he's (laughs) he works all day. Um, and we've and got frantic, lots of little lines of text that yes. scroll down and them. The <laughs> frantic typing when when something turns yeah. red suddenly, and he's like, ah, rah, rah, rah. you know, <laughs> I can tell you that. I can yeah. describe it in great t- detail. However, I still don't know the basic of what the program yeah. actually does. So it was funny when you're at GDC. Isaac told me to meet him at this session that he was in. It was the programming session, so I went in and. um 
I sat in the back kind of waiting for the thing to end. And I was looking around trying to find Isaac. First of all, there were so many bald dudes in that room. <laughs> just, like from the back, I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> but then so I sat there and I listened to the, the thing for a little bit. And I always say, like, when people are talking about that, it sounds like the adults from Peanuts. Right. Like to me, wah, like, wah, wah, wah. I, that's what it sounds like to me people are talking about that sort of thing but but anyhow so warner brothers responded with a pretty funny response as well um so yeah so we'll see how that turns out i kind of feel like it's just bethesda throwing their weight around a little bit knowing that they can get a i mean not that they need any more of a high profile but this was a high profile enough game that they're getting attention for doing it anyhow whereas that they're suing some random little developer it doesn't matter so much so that's that. Um, let's see what else is going on. Fortnite just got a new update, which has a playground mode, which Steven can explain to us <laughs> since I don't play Fortnite. <laughs> um, hey, spoiler alert, I don't either, but I, uh, but I put it to the panel that we should all try and play since yes. it's free. Um, so maybe we'll all do that or not. Um, because I have a feeling it might make you sick. Um, so you might not be able to play it, um, but I'm going to. <laughs> I feel like I can't do my job unless I am fully, um, like fluent in my in uh, Fortnite ease. Yeah. Um, so uh, basically, the playground mode is the the X Men's Danger Room. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that means, basically, it's a mode that you can go into with three of your friends. And it lasts an hour, and it lets you fully explore the map, and um build um mm-hmm. and kind of figure stuff out so if you ever really wanted it, so it gives you an opportunity to play on that map without being in a live fire environment which is super useful for people that want to learn um one of the biggest challenges in that game is the building especially on console um mm-hmm. it's super, it's easier on pc but on console it's real hard um and right now the only way to learn to build is the save the world mode um, which is a completely different mode, a completely different map. Um, and there is an advantage to learning like how to build a tower near a specific landmass because it's always different. So um, learning different hiding places and you know all that. So I think this is really neat. Um, I think it will only help get players better. It's a limited time event. So, um, but I suspect that eventually it'll just be, maybe they won't have it live all the time, but hopefully they'll put it in like a month on, a month off, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, this is one of those things, like, if you don't understand Fortnite and you just kind of want to see what the map is like and do it, um, play the playground mode by yourself. Like, mm. if you're a parent and you're listening and your kids are playing Fortnite and you don't understand and you want to know kind of what the game is like, but you don't want to play in a multiplayer match because you don't want to deal with that, play in the playground mode all by yourself. And then you can figure out what the map is and learn the game a little bit without having to deal with the stress of other people trying to shoot you. Mm. Yes. I mean, even people who don't don't understand, uh, I mean, people who do understand games, sometimes that can be yeah. a wonderful thing <laughs> to yep. play without the presser being shot. Um, so other stuff that's happened is uh, somebody um, playing Grand Theft, Auto on, Grand Theft Auto Online has been sending messages supposedly saying that GTA 6 is coming out next year, mm-hmm. <laughs> which really... Uh, People, I mean, if anybody knows anything about Rockstar, Red Dead Redemption 2 
is coming out this year, there is no way <laughs> that GTA is coming out the following year. That's just not how Rockstar does things. So, um, so yeah. Correct. Yes. So GTA 6, not 2019. I would even say possibly not 2020 um, because, you know, because it's Rockstar. Oh, 20, I would say 2022 at the earliest. Oh, okay. Are we going to take a break on that? No, I mean, come on. They don't need it. And it's entirely because it's Rockstar. They don't need to. Yeah. They don't care. They can wait. Yeah. GTA 6, they might just wait for the next console cycle before they release it. Mm. So, yeah. They could. Anyhow. They don't. I mean, the reality is they don't care. The only thing that might push it up sooner is if somehow, and I doubt that it'll happen, like Red Dead Redemption 2, like, falls flat. Like, if Mm. somehow. I don't even think that's really possible, but like if it doesn't meet their expectations, which I think that's, I think it's more likely that it won't meet their expectations than falls flat. Like, right. This isn't the crew two we're talking about here. Like it's going to sell a lot of copies, but if they're expecting it to sell 10 million and it sells seven, that's still 3 million short of plan, which is a lot. So that could accelerate their timetable. Like, okay, all right. Red dead's a distraction. It's not our primary brand. And maybe they'll, you know, push to get the next one out i mean maybe i mean they do like infinity dollars so right right okay um the last story here games is overwatch is getting a hamster (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) all right right, so (laughs) i'm gonna so since you guys don't play overwatch i'm gonna tell you a series of facts all of these things are true (laughs) <laughs> okay. Literally, this this thing that I'm telling you is an absolutely not made up thing. So, in the Overwatch lore, which, as we all know, is actually very deep. There's a lot going on. Um, they built a, a base on the moon where they were experimenting on animals, specifically gorillas. You'll notice that there's a gorilla named Winston who's in Overwatch. He is one of the gorillas that was experimented on. The idea was they wanted to figure out. They were designed for deep space travel, right? Like they wanted to know what deep space travel would do to a person. They figured making intelligent gorillas was the closest thing that they could find. Obviously, there are ethical concerns with that, but whatever. It's a video game. Um, Eventually, the gorillas figured out that they were just going to be fired off in a rocket into space to go on a mission. um, And they revolted and killed all of the people that were there. Um, Except for Winston, he got out first because he didn't want to kill all the people. And so that's why he's a good guy. Um, And he joined Overwatch. Um, Unbeknownst to just about everyone except for Winston, one of the scientists was also experimenting on his pet hamster, Hammond. H-A-M-M-O-N-D. Again, none of this is a lie. Now, this made him grow to like almost two, two and a half feet tall, which is huge for a hamster. Um, And it made him very uh, intelligent. However, it did not give him the ability to speak, unlike Winston, who learned how to talk. Winston is a gorilla, so he's smarter. Um, So Hammond escaped using the escape pods around the same time that Winston did during this revolt. Winston landed wherever he landed. I really don't know. But but Hammond landed in Australia, which is... Uh, largely a wasteland at this point. I'm not sure why, Uh, but he landed essentially in a junkyard and he proceeded being super smart to turn his spherical escape pod 
into a spider tank <laughs> with like guns and stuff. Now the actual <laughs> character's name is Wrecking Ball. That's the actual <laughs> character's name. So Hammond is just the hamster, but the actual member of Overwatch, the character that you choose is Wrecking Ball. And this is his trick. He is literally a hamster in a hamster ball. His primary movement ability is the legs on the spider tank thing collapse in and it can roll around like a ball, um, which is actually really neat. He's a tank type character. Um, but what really is interesting about him is he is a very mobile tank um, because one, he can turn into the sphere thing and roll around. Another thing is he has a grappling hook, a la the thing in the first Batman movie. You know, I can like shoot out and grab walls and like help you take corners. The only difference is you can shoot this out and it'll latch onto parts of the environment and let you swing around to like mm. jump up or wrap around pillars and if you do it long enough you actually pick up speed and momentum so if you hit your enemies while you're in that wrecking ball mode you actually do damage to them so he's got like mm. an area denial thing mm. it's super neat this is actually a really unique character with some interesting design space one day I hope they really talk about like what came first the like the need like we want an area of a denial type character and then we figured why not make it a hamster or did they really say what could we do with a hamster um because <laughs> i mean literally the, the, here's what's interesting we are at the point where overwatch should have jumped the shark because mm. one of their heroes is literally a hamster in a hamster ball but they, <laughs> but they didn't um because right. there are some people out there that are mad um because like it's not realistic or whatever um, I, I shit you not, there were people on the internet complaining that it's not realistic. Um, <laughs> we don't yeah, even need to go into all the reasons but, why that. What? <laughs> yeah, Overwatch is not realistic. Um, people. D- d- listen, d- d- I, I had to come to grips with it. It's it. I mean, it's the dumbest shade. thing I've ever heard. I need shade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so, but it, they should have jumped the shark, right? Because it's dumb. Like why? Um, but at the same time, it's awesome because it's yeah. just embracing silliness. And I think they did it at the right time because this is mm-hmm. the 28th hero. This is, I mean, they've, they've launched a lot of characters since then. Um, and a lot of people were taking it really, really seriously. Um, and I think it's a good time for Overwatch to to really remind people that this is a silly video game. Like, it's a good video <laughs> game. It's a great video game. It was my game of the year when it came out, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I still regularly play it. Um, and they have a professional league and everything like that. But this is a silly game. Um, and it's only going to get sillier as they add more characters. Like, here we are. It's character 28, I think. Um I do not see any signs of this slowing down. I mean, we're easily going to see character 50 at some point. Like, yeah. Yeah. And we needed a reminder that these characters are not getting more grounded and realistic. (laughs) So there's no better reminder than, um, than than saying, Hey guys, we now have, we have a freaking hamster and a hamster ball. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so yeah, um, Wrecking Ball. And if you want to see his videos, just just look it up. There's tons of them out there. Um, he is going to be fun to play, fun to watch. And it yeah. is a he, by the way. Hammond is a dude. Okay. <laughs> it's relevant because it's not a female it, hamster. It is. It is. Right. Um, um, books and comics. Stephen is reading. Oh my god, Stephen is reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, I, first off, I've always been reading. It's just I've been reading nonfiction stuff oh, okay. for a very long time. Um, but I decided that I needed some fiction. I am reading The Wheel of Time. Cool. I've actually never read that. 
Um, my God, it's super intimidating. I own all of the books on Kindle. I've never read them. But I, I, here's what happened. I've Wait. read the first one like four times. Wheel of okay. Time is the... Um, that's the Robert that? Jordan one. Right. That's... 13 books long, I think. Yeah. Okay. No, I haven't read it either. Um, I have all 13 books. And so what happens is, invariably, I read the first one, get super into it, get halfway through the second one. I finished the second one a few times, and then I get into the third one, and, I, and then something happens, and I get distracted. But now what I'm trying to do is every night before I, like, sleep, I try. I am trying to read, like, a half hour to an hour of fiction to, like, kind of cleanse my palate. And also because I'm on a podcast where we talk about books, so I need to actually do that. <laughs> so, um, and I think that it has helped me, like, I'm less stressed out because if I'm – I feel yeah. like if I'm reading a nonfiction book – about like video There's game violence or something like that. I'm basically working yeah. till the yeah. minute I go to sleep. And I think that's not healthy. Nope. Um, so, yeah. um, and yeah. I really want to read it. Like, I feel like it's an achievement um, that I really feel like I owe myself. Cause I really like big, crazy fantasy stories. Yeah. Um, and so why pick something crazy and new when I could just try and finish the thing that I've wanted to. And if I can't yeah. do it, I'll bail and I'll read something else. But Uh, well, I'm the same. I like. I have to read before I go to bed, or I can't go to sleep. That's just the way it is with me. So, uh, half an hour to an hour every night is just my thing. Uh, I just finished reading Sharp Objects, which is by Jillian Flynn, who is also the author of Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Um, yeah. Gone Girl, man. If you if you have not read Gone Girl, <laughs> you must read it just because. This is with your head, like you just. Oh, I was not right after finishing that book. I can't even think of a way to describe it except for as not right. It's Sharp Objects is the same type of. It's not quite as bad. Sharp Objects was actually her first novel. Gone Girl was her second or third. Uh. Um, but there, there's suspense and like on this one, like about halfway through the book, I'm like, oh yeah, I know what's happened. I know I've got the end figured out. Then takes you to the point where it's like yeah yeah this is what you thought yes that's it that's what's going on and then it's like boom nope here's this other twist and i was like wow (laughs) it's like in the last 20 pages you get like this crazy oh yeah it's really good undoes Um, everything yeah i um i i picked it up to read it because there's going to be an hbo limited um series this week i I think very soon yeah um with uh, Amy Adams. So I'm, yeah. 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 That's why I mentioned in this series. I think it'd be interesting to see her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's why I read it. I actually got, I read that one during the day, which I normally don't read fiction during the day, but it was so engaging. I read it in in literally, yeah, literally, literally two days. Um, Yeah. It was really good. Um, I'm, uh, I'm reading the mechanicals. Ah, Um, How are, how far are you now? I'm farther. I, I, so I've had a couple of rough nights. So again, I'm trying to do the same thing Stephen was talking about where I turn, I stop continually working because I've realized that I have so many irons in the fire. I just always have something I'm trying to like chip away at. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I need a break. So I have finally met your, um, your heroine <laughs> and her filthy mouth. So Isn't it amazing? Oh, I love her. I know. I only, I've only, I think I've only read two chapters with her in it because it has the whole like different perspectives. I'm in a right, Jack's right. chapter right 
now, but yeah. Um, yeah, I just absolutely adore her and how she like went down, scaled the side of the building to get down to the thing and then got in trouble. And then yeah. I mean, it and, was just- and it only gets better. Oh my gosh, yeah. so awesome. Sure. And I love the, yeah, so. the profanity. It's like, the, you've never heard this type of stuff before. No, I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> so. She's just, you know, yeah, yeah. she's awesome though. Yeah. So yeah, Definitely. that's a very- love her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad that's that you feel that way about her yes. as well. Yes. So I'm not just like some kind of crazy person nope. who just likes people who totally. swear a lot. Totally. Well, I um, like people swear a lot too, but I totally yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then last night or the night before I just started the maze runner. That's a huge like sci-fi series as well. I'm not very far into it. I'm really confused because the main character doesn't quite know what's going on yet. So, um, right. But that's it's one of our book club books, so that's why I started reading it. Which is the cool thing about my book club is that we do lots of sci-fi fantasy stuff. For mm-hmm. our books, that's awesome. Is, yeah, super awesome. Um, I also just finished because it was a book club book again. It's Time Traveler's Wife, which I haven't read before. Like everybody apparently has read that book. Yeah, um, I remember but I had it when it came out. Yeah, I mean, it was I hated good. it though. So, oh really? Yeah, I I, did, I I didn't love it, but everybody, like, yeah. I just felt. I felt def- deflated at the end of it. Like yeah. she had had so much of their relationship when she was younger yeah. and like they didn't have any time together once they finally like were together. And I was like, what is the point of this? Like she didn't get yeah. to have him at all. And then he's gone. And I was like, yeah. this is terrible. Like, why is everybody <laughs> loving this? But I have the same reaction about a lot of those, like, like Romeo and Juliet, I have that same feeling about like, wh- why, mm. why do we herald this as like this great romance? Like what? Right. Yeah. Uh, what? So <laughs> I have that kind of like thing about romantic stories that are supposed to be great that have like weird tragic endings. So I just ca- always, cause it was called the t- time traveler's wife. Right. So it was a mm-hmm. story like, cause it was his story, but it was anyway. Yeah. It just, yeah. I was always like, everybody's like, Oh, this is the thing to read. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll read it. And I'm like, oh, what? yeah that happens a lot with really popular books but you know movies and tv game of thrones is done filming now for a year of cgi (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so the rap party happened um earlier this week there are pictures all over the web of the cast members dancing and doing all kinds of shenanigans as Steven would say. Um, but, um, but yeah, filming is done, you know, which I, I think it leads, I still think we're getting our teaser during Comic-Con and this makes me even more yeah, sure of that because yeah. we know for sure that the filming is done. Yeah. So like, yeah. They could easily, you know, just use a clip here, a clip there and also uh, just make a shot like a two second shot of a dragon because you know, I don't know how long that would take, but I have seen actual 3d artists make things that don't take a year. So, I mean, even if they just do like a quick shot and you know, whatever they know they they could have like a a silhouette of someone from behind with just (laughs) either the, the um, throne or just the logo behind it. And it won't matter. People are still going to go bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be 500 conspiracy theories about the silhouette and the chair. Like it doesn't, <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Like they can give 10 seconds of, you know, virtually nothing but the logo and we would still right. figure out a way to talk about it. 
I will find a way to talk about it regardless. Um, So, uh, but as stuff starts pouring out, I'm going to have to do more than my uh, every other week article. Yes. Yes. I promise you to, I'll give you more coverage as things start, start kind of, yeah. Coming down uh, the pipeline here. So let's see what else. For what it's worth. Wait, I want to say something. For what it's worth. I agree with you hundred percent. The fact that they finished rapping, there's no way there's no teaser at Comic-Con. There's just no way. Yeah. I'm not a betting man anymore, but because <laughs> you broke him of that. But, yes. Well, it's because she's evil. But, I know. That's why I love her. Um, but <laughs> it just makes way too much sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, finished, they wrapped it because they don't need they they could absolutely do it without any CGI. They yeah. could totally do it. Um, you know, and they could have been working on some of it. You know, they, they could have had a separate production team working on the teaser trailer. You know, I yeah. There's gonna be something. There's yeah, be something. I haven't I haven't looked. Almost every single year they've had a panel um with at least some of the cast. I haven't checked to see if there's one this year. Um, but if there is, then you know, obviously they wouldn't be having a panel unless they had something to talk about. Um but uh yeah, so I have to look I should have looked that up before we started recording whether or not a Comic Con this year. But anyhow, uh Ant Man and the Wasp comes out this weekend will be out already by the time you listen to this steven are you seeing this this weekend oh yeah okay (laughs) yeah i mean maybe not this i don't know about this weekend um so probably i don't know it really depends on because the the issue is getting the getting the boys to summer camp oh okay and that's on sunday Mm. um so I don't know. If I don't see it this weekend, I'm definitely going to see it in, you know, like the next weekend. I mean, something like that. Like I'm going to, or during the week, if we can get a babysitter or something like that. I mean, I have to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I loved Ant-Man so bad. Um, (laughs) Because it's, because I I love action comedies just really, I think more than I love breathing. Um, (laughs) And they really did a great job. Um, yeah. and this does it. This looks like it's just more of the same. I love Evangeline Lilly. She's perfect. Um, yeah. you know, so yeah, this sounds, this is going to be great. It's just going to be great. I, even if it's yeah. a bad movie, I'm still down. Yeah. Um, we might, now that Anna can go with us <laughs> to movies, uh, <laughs> we might actually, actually go this. I hadn't even thought about it because she liked, she liked Ant-Man. Well, she loves bugs. So. Although recently right. she's been on this kick where she says ants are useless and therefore she it's okay to kill them. Okay. <laughs> she said what? <laughs> that ants are useless. Like they don't help anything. And Isaac was trying to explain to her how, you know, there's a place for them. And she said, you know how you can kill them is you put them in the sun when it's really hot. And I was like, <laughs> Wow. I'm like, you know, she hadn't gotten to the magnifying glass part of that yet. But she hasn't found her way there yet. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna move her in that direction, but it was just funny when she said that to us. It's like what? What? Um but anyhow, yeah, we might go see it. We'll just have to see. Um so we are going to talk about Westworld plot stuff in a minute, but first this is sort of non-spoilery stuff where there was an article on Screen Rant 
where the creators and producers of Westworld say they know what the ending is. So they're not floundering through a story. They know what the ending is. Everybody dies. I mean, that's possible. It is possible. But anyhow, so the creators say that they know the end of the story, which is encouraging because um, you don't want things to flounder. And this thing could fall apart very, very quickly if they don't know what they're doing. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so they don't know exactly when the show is going to end, but it's good that they know. I think it was around season six, end of five, maybe beginning of six, that the Game of Thrones creators came out and said how many seasons there actually would be mm-hmm. and when it would end. So Westworld's got a little ways to go um, before getting there. Right. Spoiler alert. Westworld wrapped up. Uh, a week ago, it had an interesting ending. <laughs> uh, I don't want, I'm, we could talk about it a little bit, but I'm not going to talk about it a ton because we can plug that we did a Geek Embassy Watches um, with a bunch of people, um, including, God, what's her name? Jane Milu. Yeah, so she's been writing about Westworld for the Geek Embassy, and she's yeah. writing some really great articles. She so did she's a on that. great graphic for the end of the season scorecard. Mm, nice. Full spoilers, but it's a beautiful graphic. It's on the site if you, and it's on our social media if you want to check it out. Cool, cool. Yeah. So I won't even say that the season started off slow. I would straight out say it started off bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those first few episodes were just Dreadful. not not good at all. Um, but it picked up pace. Picked yes. up a lot of pace. The the last paid off episode. Even yeah, even though like we're still kind of don't know lots of things. I feel it came full circle mm-hmm. enough and a little bit more of what was going on. So, you know, there's a new plot that's going to be happening going to the third season, which we talked about. I don't know how much they could call it Westworld anymore because I don't think it's going to be in Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maeve and Hector and those people might still be in the park. Like, I could see them maybe. Um, like the executives or whatnot are trying to like revamp the park and reopen right. it or, or whatnot. So that happened. But as far as the other hosts go, they're in the real world now, or at least we think they're in the real world. Right. We didn't actually see what was beyond that door yeah. <laughs> that Bernard opens at the end. So, um, but yeah, so Dolores is still evil. It looks like she's going to be evil <laughs> for a while. Yep. I think so. So yeah. So now we'll just have to, now, the ending, there, there's a uh, a clip at the end of the credits. If you have been watching and you somehow missed that because you didn't know, like myself, until I was told the morning before we were recording the podcast, <laughs> that there was something at the end. And Don't I'm like, oh, my completely God. game-changing scene. Exactly. <laughs> that they yeah. threw in Marvel style after the credits. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, so that one opens up a whole bunch more questions. Like I thought I had my timeline down, but now, um, so spoiler for that, if you're just listening and don't really care. So we find out that William has been in some sort of loop for who knows how long William as in AKA man in black, black yeah. played by Ed Harris. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so that's, wow. I'm just still, I'm still like trying to figure out like, I know if that, if that version of Emily is, is really Emily or if that's like a host or, or whether she was a host inside the world or what they made a special hell just for William. 
of him being on a fidelity loop just over and over and over again. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, there's the rest of the, the show in sort of like this weird thing because he's been a major character right. throughout the entire thing. So it's like how many times has he run through his course of actions in the park? Yep. And like, you know, where are we really at with things, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully Game of Thrones will come quickly so that um, I have something to watch before <laughs> the next season of Westworld. At least I've got, I've got two now. So it wasn't just waiting for Game of Thrones anymore. Like right. Westworld so you're took like, out some of that excitement. So you're like one of those people that like plays Destiny in the Division, right? Like, so you wait, you play, and then like one puts out an expansion, and then you play that, and then by the time you're done with that, another one puts out an expansion, and you just kind of alternate back and forth between two very different feeling things that mm-hmm. both bring you joy. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's great. That's a very good analogy, actually. Although we'll have to do so the you know the next season of Game of Thrones is the last season, so we'll have to find something there. It, it, unless they 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 get their prequel stuff lined up and decide yeah. to launch that like in 2020, then it will go on forever. <laughs> um, it might. So yeah. So that's it. Might <laughs> it might. It might. Um, yeah, um, so so that's Westworld. Uh, send us an email if you've watched it. Let us know what you thought of it, what you thought of the ending. Um, and uh, definitely uh, listen slash watch to the Geek Embassy Watches Westworld. There's both a podcast and uh, a quick fire video uh, segment for that. That was so much fun because Dante, the host, had never watched Westworld. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, his best analogy was pokeballs yes <laughs> i just love that i know so <laughs> yeah. although i mean i can i can yeah. understand it we're talking about people's consciousness being put into these little ball things and he's yeah. like oh like pokeballs yeah and then when he saw the graphic that jay made he's like oh you have a pokedex now for right. west world so you're really just extending my metaphor here <laughs> exactly Right. <laughs> uh, all right well um i think that wraps it up for this week thanks so much for listening if you have questions comments or any other feedback you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com that's also our handle on twitter and we have a facebook page as mentioned i write for the geek embassy every other week about game of thrones by the time you hear this my next article should be up should be up yes i think <laughs> I got to like, write it. Her head. Yeah. Yes, that should be. Yes, up. it should and be. And hopefully, up. there will also be a Game on Girl episode up. Right, <laughs> we, right, right, right. Me yes. interviewing Nicole. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah. Um. And then, as stated before, Regina is the head geek at the Geek Embassy. Uh, lots of Westworld stuff up there now. So, but what else is in the pipe, Regina? Uh, yeah, we've got an article coming out um, from uh, Max, who is uh, one of our Magic the Gathering disciples uh, who went to a big magic event and uh, he breaks down all the things. He actually saw a wedding um, <laughs> at sure. his magic event where people got married and made some reference to magic in their wedding vows. And I'm like, you know. As someone who had a pretty hardcore geek-filled wedding of board games and geekery, um, that's pretty <laughs> hardcore Getting wedding. Married. 
getting married at a Grand Prix. Yes. Is that is next level dedication. But I think that that is on brand because in order to be a fan of magic for a long time, you have to be super into it. Yes. You can't, you know, so it's not a casual, maybe that should be an article or something that we talk about as a group. Like what makes the difference for you between what you go hardcore geekdom in and what ends up being like a casual geekdom? Because I think Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I didn't get more into magic, I love the mechanics of magic and I'll play those mechanics in other venues, but I don't want to get into magic because I knew that it was a money hole. Mm Like I knew once you get into it, you just, you have to keep up with things and things change and like the whole thing. So like what makes, what makes you commit to some geekdoms and not others? Yeah. So. Geekdom commitment. I think that'd be really interesting. Okay. I might be floating this for questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Steven is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming. Steven, what's going on over at Engaged Family Gaming? Um, we still have E3 content coming out. Our um, video producer um, has still not finished all of his E3 stuff, um, partially because I'm mad at him, but um, because he's a bum. Um, but the other part is because he uh, rescued a kitten from outside oh. of his home. Um, so he came home and they heard a very pathetic, like squeaking slash like meeping noise that was right mm-hmm. outside their house um and they have a very small backyard so it was very clear that this thing was like right up against the house and they eventually found it um and it was a what they estimate to be four to five week old kitten who had been separated oh. from her parents um and so um they have a friend who is a expert in uh, animal rescues mm-hmm. and they took a humane trap and they put some tuna fish on a plate in it and go figure it worked um yeah. and a few vet visits yeah. and um some other things and uh we have a mascot now um <laughs> there's video there is actually a video on the site um or not on the site but on our facebook page you can take a look at it and we'll be posting more pictures as time goes on um because if we're if he's going to delay my uh all of my video then i may as well get pictures out of it um and i'm not afraid to shill uh, a kitten for likes so <laughs> um but um now once e3 is over outside of covering you know origins and and gen con for board games um we are all in on practical um advice basically now until mm. the end of the year so we started the first one today um is an article about um it's about 20 games for preschoolers um, uh, as written by Linda, our board game editor. Um, so that's the first um, and she's going to do all the age groups and we're going to shore up all the games that can help teach this and games that can help mm-hmm. teach that and, you know, co-op games and all that. We're going to have a whole bunch of that. And I am starting to work on a whole bunch of stuff about parental controls um, because I've had multiple people ask me about that. Uh, we also have a series that is um, called EFG Alternatives that's starting this week, and we're starting with uh, EFG-approved alternatives to God of War. Um, mm. and spoilers, we have some recommendations that are not just Horizon Zero Dawn, so people will be very interested <laughs> to hear um, what I say. Um, we actually have some pretty interesting ones um, uh, that I think will be kind of neat. Um, so that is that is a lot. We have a lot of stuff going on. Um and uh, as we should, you know, coming out of E3. Yeah. And I'm really just waiting for Spider-Man. <laughs> right. All right. Well, um, 
I think that wraps it up then. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back with you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.